Hey, Siri. Uh-huh? Take me to the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for? No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. I'll be here, Oregon. And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated, too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. You know, I, I appreciated your direct texts today, John, without comment. You made no commentary on my mind, which I had attempted to uh, share, hoping to generate a response. And maybe you just, oh, this is Parker just talking like he normally talks. But you texted me, I tried Trevor again for women's basketball, but didn't get a response. And I wrote back to you. Here's what I wrote back to you. you when you say Trevor, you're referring to Trevor Kramer. The yeah. basketball, what we used to call back in a more quaint time, a sports information director. <laughs> now I think uh, the person is known as an, assistance, an assistant director of uh, athletics communications or something like right. that. An SID is how sports I information. I don't know why they would change that. I'm not sure either, but SID, it's a, a long-known term. <laughs> well, you said, I tried Trevor again for women's hoops, meaning that while we have a podcast, is it is it uploaded? The oh, podcast? I it. I haven't checked. Okay, yeah. Ellie Mack. So we have women's basketball on a certain platform. If it isn't uploaded yet, it will be today. I, I hope it's up now. These things, we conduct them. They get sent. They get sent into the atmosphere. Yeah, it's up. And it's up. So Learfield has posted our and podcast. They, they never say it's up to us. No, so it, you know, of course not. We just look on there and say And yeah. it's up. So the, there's a podcast with women's basketball. I really enjoyed the conversation yeah. with Ellie. Yeah. She's fun. really smart. She is. Very smart. She's uh, she's like talking to a a thirty five year old, like Jonathan Smith was talking <laughs> yeah. to Jonathan well, Smith when well, he was nineteen. When he was nineteen, I <laughs> I said to you that twenty two years ago, I yeah. said this guy Jonathan Smith, <laughs> he's like talking to like a fifty year old man. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it, <sighs> it seems as though yes. What was my directness? That well, yeah, okay, but my. <laughs> We'll get to some texts and calls. The upshot is we are guestless in Corvallis. <laughs> we we have we have hit the guest parade hard, John, yeah. on this show through the years, and particularly during the Joe show, which was sort of a fill-in show for the summer months as we stayed on the air during the pandemic last year. We had more guests than ever, and we continue to be a pretty guest-heavy show. And so to go into uh, the Joe Beaver show without a guest lined up, and it's not without effort. We're just sort of striking out in the various 
requests and and asks for the show. And with women's basketball, you wrote, I tried Trevor again for women's basketball, but no response. And I knew that that was not because Trevor was ignoring you. He's on an airplane at this moment, I'm sure, traveling back. So I wrote back to you the following in response, hoping that you might play along with me. And I appreciated the fact that you just ignored the nonsense. I, I didn't have you, time to, to no, see No, no, I get it. Nobody has time to do anything. No, let me see it now. Because I noticed it was long. And I, well, I, I, and you I, just said, well, it's long, but you probably went right to the end. But Yes. Now, I, do you, <laughs> because I was trying to just have a little fun right, instead right. of just the usual text exchange. Where I tried to, well, what about, and I said, well, have you tried this? Or what about this? <laughs> Go ahead and read what I texted back to you, then I'll read your text to me, and then I will explain why I appreciate your directness. First, I tried Trevor again for women's basketball, but no response. And I wrote to you what? I do know that they are traveling all day today to the East Coast of the United States with upcoming basketball games in New Jersey and Pennsylvania as part of the non-conference schedule put together by Jonas Chatterton, one of Scott Ruitt's assistants for the highly regarded Oregon State women's basketball program. (laughs) And you wrote back? Here's your response to that. Yeah, but I thought Jonas was out recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't even No, you didn't you I didn't, didn't see the see rhetoric. It. You didn't appreciate it. I'm and not, even if you did, I, I would have laughed. I didn't even laugh because I didn't read well, it. Well, it's not I that funny. appreciated because to me it's funny because that's kind of like an inside joke between you and me. It, it's not. It's not. You know, people listen to, oh, what's the, what's, well. <laughs> what it tells uh, me, though, is you had a lot of time on your hands. Well, more than usual. Because to do this yeah, on no, a phone to, is... to, type, to type out that long of a text is, <laughs> yes. But I just thought I can't, I can't live in the world anymore where we're just sending these, uh, I'm going to talk to with the numeral two, and did you with the letter U oh, no. get a chance? No, I, I've never. To, Thanks, THX. I just, I, <laughs> I, uh, THX 1138 underrated motion picture with Duval. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I I don't uh, I, there are times that I got to get out of that mode and mold and write a text such as the one I offered you there. I will tell you this, though. <laughs> then I, I, I immediately I, tried Jonas, and yeah. he is traveling, so he can't do it. Okay. Okay. He did tell me, Trevor yesterday told me Jonas was out. He, out recruiting. He thought he was out recruiting. Right. And he is, but he's about to board a plane. He says, I can't do yeah, it. Okay. Sorry, guys. Good. Okay. Um, one button that hurries things up, though, that I really appreciate, and you'll see me use it more often, is you hold down the text that someone sends you, up pops choices, and I like the thumbs up. Mm. It's just an, a quick, easy way of saying, yes. I got it. We're, you know, yeah. copy that. We're good to go. So you don't have to write back stuff. You can just hold it, up pops the choice. You can hit a heart if it's like yeah. a lover or whatever. Yeah. But but thumbs up, and, and I love that. No, I appreciate that. Wayne Tinkle will give me the fist bump sometimes. <laughs> well, I don't, when, when I don't we, see that on my When choices. he and I, I will say, I'll see you tomorrow for our conversation yeah. with the pregame show on the Oregon State Beaver Sports Radio Network from Learfield. No longer Gene, I'm Gene Collins, Learfield. <laughs> it's just Learfield now. Wayne, can you do it tomorrow at 9 o'clock? And he'll write back with a fist bump, something to that long-winded type yeah, of text. Yeah. All I'm saying, Doc, is I, appreciate I appreciated it. your, I reached out to Trevor, <laughs> nothing, and I sent you back the, the long meditation on the upcoming road trip, and Jonas is part of Scott Ruick's staff for the highly regarded yeah, Oregon yeah. State. I'm entertaining myself, but, if nobody right, else. and I was going to say, you're too smart for your own good because you're getting bored with life. Well, that's not it. That's not it. And I just have to change yourself. things up once in a while. That's all. <laughs> that's it. And it's not out of boredom. But 
Uh, and then I, what I said, maybe then you wrote back, yes, I thought Jonas was out <laughs> recruiting. I wrote you back. Did you understand this reference well, on my course. comeback? Well, I didn't understand the last part. Okay, go maybe, ahead and read that. Maybe I'll try Jonas directly. <laughs> For those of you out there, if you, are, if you well, suffer this, I'm sorry. Mike likes to take the first letter off of words and, and Occasionally, Ock. Occasionally. Or yeah. change things up. But again, I tr- I'll try Jonas directly. <laughs> Then call John DeMott. Now, do you that, get that? Yeah, I do, because I know who that is. Right. And I know we've we've talked about that and had some fun with it. Is that what you were doing? Or I thought, you know what? When I first saw that, I thought, mm. well, I don't know what he has to do with this. <laughs> but, hey. Thank you. Get him Thank on the you. show. Yeah, no, get anybody on the show, because we're <laughs> guestless in Corvallis. We'll take anybody on the show, <laughs> even the guy that did the Blazers 40 years ago. John DeMott, Kiki Vanderway, as he insisted yeah. on calling him throughout his era as the television announcer for the Blazers. You get something in your head. I understand that yeah. because I, I you know, probably butchered names through the years where I get something in my head, my mind and stay with it, even though it's wrong. Well, I thought his name was John Buck DeMott. Well, I don't know where was, was somebody may have called. Yeah. D- John DeMott. A br- he had a brief run mid eighties, right? Kind of yeah. mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. As the TV voice, the TV the voice. But I remember <laughs> That that was the classic. We were talking back in '88 or something about the Cleveland Indians had a a radio broadcast job open because Demott was asking me, "What do you hope? What are your plans? What do you want to do?" I said, "Well, I'm enjoying doing the Portland Beavers. I'm trying to get a Major League Baseball job. I'll yeah. send some tapes out. I, I hear the Indians have an opening, and and they did. And Paul Olden, the Paul Olden ended up getting that job." But Paul Olden had been a voice of the Las Vegas Stars in the Pacific Coast League, a good dude. But Olden was the one who famously asked Tommy Lasorda and the the tape that went underground that people can still produce and still reference because it's so classic in its underground nature. Paul Olden, after a Dodger game against the Cubs in 1979, the Dodgers play the Cubs. Olden's in there in his first day on the job as a reporter for a local radio station in L.A. Dave Kingman hits Three homers in the game. Three yeah. homers in the game, which in 79 is a bigger deal than, yeah. you know, two, three, four home runs. Now, no, no big deal. It's but, still kind of a big deal. It is still kind of a big deal. But he hit three homers in a game in 79, and the Cubs routed the Dodgers. And after Lasorda gave a few, well, you know, we didn't pitch well enough. It's kind of a tough ball game. He's in his desk. You can hear the chair creaking. Reporters <laughs> are standing around. A Lou Pinella type scene. Lou used to do that, too. Olden, first day on the job, asks, what did you think of Kingman's performance? And poor Tommy, what did I think of Kingman's performance? (laughs) And off he goes. And it sounded like an episode of Yellowstone. I'll just say that. With every other word, as Yellowstone, Taylor Sheridan getting lazy, always in the writing, using that same word from every character, using it in every context over and over and over. And that's my... Biggest quibble with Yellowstone. Even more Laziness so on the last episode. The characters are well-drawn. Mm-hmm. They're, they're interesting, and I like the show. But every character uses that particular word over and over and again to describe everything. Real. And people, not everybody sounds like that. No, not well, even. Have you ever been on a ranch park? Well, not really, but I know that not everybody talks like no, not that. Not even rough. Period. Not all rough people. So don't have do them all sound that and use that exact phraseology. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So they so, all say it. So Lasorda goes off on this long using the Yellowstone word over and over and over and yeah. over again. To the point that you hear other reporters in the room 
chuckling almost because they can see that Tommy at a certain point, while he may have been bothered by the question initially, what did you think of Kingman's performance? Yeah. Off he goes. What kind of question is that to ask me? Guy hits three Yellowstone home runs, you know, and off he goes using that word over and over again. (laughs) Poor Paul Olden, it's his first day on the job and Tommy knew it. So at a certain point, he decides just to keep going after the kid, oh. not because he's any he's no longer mad at the question. Yeah. He's just having fun at yeah. a certain point. At one point, T.J. Simers, the columnist, might might have been a beat reporter at the time for the L.A. Times. You yeah. hear him say, uh, "Leah, see you, Tommy," and you hear Tommy in the middle is Kingman's performing. Ah, oh, see you, T.J. <laughs> so, you, you know he's not even upset. He's just having a good time with the kid reporter. And the kid was probably dying a thousand deaths. So that that kid ends up having a great career and gets the job with the Cleveland Indians and has a great yeah. broadcast career. Tremendous broadcaster Paul Olden. But when there was that opening with the Indians, and I happened to mention that to John Demott, John says, "Oh, oh, okay, I'll." I'll give Hank Peters a call. Man. <laughs> and I just remember, I think Hank was an assistant GM or somebody yeah. pretty big with the, the Cleveland Indians where I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to send him a tape and yeah. send it to their broadcast director. And John just heard the news. Oh, I'll give Hank Peters a call then and wandered away. <laughs> so I've always thought, well, and that's why I said, I'll, you know, I'll just try Jonas directly. <laughs> like who needs to go through a basketball SID or a communications director. I'll call him directly. Now I had gotten permission to call him directly just to let you know that. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the two could be tied together. Now it's funny. John, good morning. Welcome into the Joe Beaver. Good morning. Show. Welcome to the program, which will be uh, <laughs> us talking about things. And we're working on taking on phone calls. Yeah, and we're working on different. I actually things. have one iron in the fire that would be nice if it could come in. Right. Um, not exactly sure of football scheduling and how that's going right. to go. It's really kind of odd to be so close to your bowl game from the end of the season. It is. And I remember when Oregon had that in 89. I think it was the 15th when they went to the Independence Bowl. Because I just looking back at bowls and dates and stuff. And that was a really early one. And then it went away after they changed that date. And, and the first one wasn't until like uh, at least the 21st. And now they're back to this one being a very, very early date. I think we talked about 44 bowl games. There's, only, right. I think, only 42 bowl games, and the other two games are the CFP matchups, which aren't right. really considered right. bowl games. But per now se. they hit. It's not. It's Friday night has a couple of bowl games, and then the the, the five games or whatever it mm-hmm. is, three or four games on Saturday before the Beaver game that night. Um, so. Times have changed. They got more bowls. In fact, I just read the other day about another new bowl that was okayed. Can't remember where it was and who it was for, but there was another bowl that was okayed for next year Hmm. in the lineup. One of the things I hope we can talk a little bit about today, remember a long time ago, we talked about something called the OTE and the new phenomenon, an opportunity for basketball prodigies, overtime elite, the OTE. There's two. There's another league that's going now, and yet another one coming: the professional collegiate league. So three leagues for teenagers for for kids to go out of high school and make money. Essentially, yeah. I I actually you brought that up on the first one. We talked about it here, and then on one of my trips with the team, someone talked about 
about that as an option for kids. And I, I just thought, oh, that's right. So it's a it's a thing. In other words, it's something that is being discussed. And and uh, but but to have three of those, you're not going to have any any kids filling the college ranks. Well, th- that's where I would pause and say, as a matter of fact, maybe it's going to be better for collegiate basketball. I realize that's almost counterintuitive to say, but I'm wondering if we have anyone as we pull back. We're we're kind of in. A holding pattern, waiting to hear from people from the L.A. Bowl, waiting to get in touch with Oregon State football coaches and personnel out recruiting. It's, it's kind of, right now, we don't have a handle. I don't know exactly where everybody is and what's going on. Yeah. So we're kind of in a holding pattern there. So we have time to talk and kick some things around. We may get Kerry Eggers back on ahead of a book signing coming up at the Angry Beaver, which you help broker with Josh and Randy Holmes next Tuesday. Glad that Kerry will have a presence in the Mid-Valley, not only for Jerome Kersey Overcoming the Odds, an excellent book, but he'll have other books there that would be available for purchase. It would make ideal holiday gifts, Christmas gifts for you, because he has books on the Civil War rivalry. In fact, that's the title, the Civil War rivalry. Yeah, it's a good book. It's a very good book. He has an autobiography, not an auto, but a biography of Bill Shonley. He has the Jailblazers. So he'll have copies of some of those books, too, available for purchase, as well as reading from, talking about the life of Jerome Kersey. And I think even more, perhaps, relevant, as much as we appreciated Jerome and miss him, and it saddened by his, his premature passing, Carrie, in that book, as I, we talked to him about, captures that era again. You get to kind of go back and see, okay, this is how this team came together with Duckworth and the late Kevin Duckworth yeah. and Terry Porter and Clyde Drexler and how did Jerome fit in and the Buck Williams deal and yep. Danny Ainge arriving and those, those years that took the Blazers to pretty great heights that we, I think, in the state really followed closely and cared about. I'm really enjoying the book. I'm about 80% done and really enjoying it. It was Charlie Sitton. He couldn't remember which player was unavailable because of a death in the family to go to this, this Portsmouth Portsmouth thing. And then Jerome got in. Yeah. I mean, Jerome ends up getting seen at the Portsmouth Invitational because Charlie Sitton, who was scheduled to be, yeah, I got some guy from Oregon state that may have to pull out. And he did. It was Charlie who pulled out because of a death in the family, and Jerome got the last-second invite to Portsmouth and ended up shining and played his way into the following camp in Chicago under the auspices of Marty Blake, and the rest is history as he becomes the fifth Blazer taken in the draft that year. Fifth Blazer taken in the draft Behind Steve Coulter. Behind Steve Coulter, Bernard Thompson, like or a couple other guys, but but Jerome ends up being the guy. Yeah. And through, again, the shrewdness of the the eye for personnel and talent, Bucky Buckwalter. Jack didn't want to play him. No, Jack said, hey, we want to send you to Europe. And pretty much Jerome just said, uh, you know, with due respect to who you are, Dr. Jack, I'm paraphrasing yeah. now. I'm texting you. With due respect to who you are, Dr. Jack Ramsey, I think I can make your roster. And he just worked he, his way. And he just showed back up. Yeah. Jack thought. A little bit like George, uh, George Costanza. Do I have the yeah. job or not? Just showed up like he had the job. <laughs> Ramsey thought he was going to take it and go overseas. He hadn't mm-hmm. heard from him. And the next thing you know, he shows up at camp right. and fights his way on. By the way, whoever just called, we would love to take your phone call. Um, after you said, I'd like to talk, um, I couldn't hear you anymore. 
at all. So we were not cutting you off. In no, other words. and I could hear. It, there was no click or anything. I I just couldn't hear at all. I didn't yeah. know where you went or if it was on your end. So please call back. We'd love to take your call. Please call us on the Downward Dog phone line. That goes for the caller mysteriously cut off. It goes for the University Honda text line. If you'd care to join us, 497-5356, 497-5356. Is it possible, John, when you say, quote, there won't be... On, on a certain level, a knee-jerk reality, oh, the great talents are all going to go to these leagues and start getting paid at 17 years of age. This kid, there's a story in Sports Illustrated about a young man named Scoot Henderson who's foregoing his senior year of high school. Oh, to sign. No, no, I know. You say, oh, come on. I get it. But there aren't, there aren't that many of those humans on the planet, right? As I engage in the other... The other diction, the usage of word, almost everybody these days, Doc, and you've heard it and we all hear it, and I just engaged in it. John Wilner's maybe as good at it as anybody. Yeah. You say something and follow up John Beam, the head coach for the last chance you down at Laney. Right. That's the word. Now, the Blazers, they're really struggling this year, Right. And, you know, if they, they, they've got, they need to get, create some salary cap room. Right. And so, you know, I've, I've heard, right. Right. And super are the most popular words in the sporting lexicon. I've not paid attention to the word, right. Well, just start listening to, as people are sharing thoughts about anything, they will, it's like a pause. It's, yeah. Yeah, I'm really, you know, the the Beavers are going to be playing in their first bowl game, and that's something to be excited about, right? And But sometimes it's not even a question. It's just thrown in yeah, sort of as a, uh, you know, B.J. Yeah. Baylor ends up being first team all league, right? And he doesn't get the kind of recognition that he deserves. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's weird because it not is everything weird. is a question. No, I, but you, I'm just saying, start listening, right? Well, I will, right? And I, <laughs> um, I will... <laughs> I it's will, there. I don't. I. I want. I almost want to stop them and say no, 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 no. That yeah. What's work. right? No, it's neither right nor wrong, John Wilner. What do you mean, right? Right. <laughs> anyway, right. it's funny to me though how <laughs> how usage we all fall into patterns of usage. Mm-hmm. We all do. I just. I know that I hear the adjective super used as as much as it's a. I'm super excited. Super this. Super that. Everywhere you go, I hear that from the youth. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I haven't heard you say, how you doing, Doc? And you don't come back and say, super good. Doc. Here's one, absolutely, from a text. That's true, too. I actually overuse that word. I do, I'm, too. I'm guilty of that. No, I do, too. But, right? I'm saying that, <laughs> I'm saying that Doc, the number of, of players that would fit the category of <laughs> super potential seniors, super talented prodigies in the sport, are are fairly, that number's small. So if you take the great ones and give them an opportunity to work together amongst themselves in a smaller league with small, they're filling in rosters with 20 to 30-year-old former NBA players and so on who still want to play and give these young people uh, mentoring and basketball experience. The home team for the Ignite, the G League Ignite, league is what this is it's a g league ignite team with these superstar young prodigy players and they're going to play their home games in mandalay bay at the the court where the pac-12 basketball tournament used to be 
and they're not going to be that many. There's going to be just enough teams to to give these superstar young players run and an opportunity to make. Uh, Scoot Henderson, a high school kid, foregoes his senior year and signs for a million dollars. A million dollars? Okay, we got a break. I want to test this line, and then I want to get back to this. Yes, we will. Let's break. Because I have questions. Let's break. But but the number of players involved in that would be so for you. You might get back to actually building rosters of players that'll stay around longer, a true collegiate experience for three or four years. If the superstar players are going to go into this pool that Duke and Kentucky and the the powers that be can go grab, it might actually enhance the health of the overall collegiate basketball. Maybe, maybe. Okay. That, that I you, mean, you're onto something I, there. I, maybe. I'm just let's, asking. Let's talk to Rocky Real first, quick. and okay. then we'll go to break. We'll take Rocky, and then we'll break. But we'd love to get some thoughts about your sense of the future of collegiate basketball with all of these opportunities coming. I say it's actually going to help hmm. those of us who enjoy college basketball for what it's been over the years. Rocky, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, just a couple of interesting things um, uh, that I was talking to somebody about this morning. I didn't realize that, you know, everybody said, look what Utah State did to San Diego State, you know, Mm -hmm. so they're going to be pretty formidable. But I found out that, and maybe you can verify this, but uh, San Diego State had about 20 kids that didn't play in the game because of uh, COVID protocols. That was a, certainly a contributing factor to the route. No doubt about that, Rocky. Yes. Yeah, so that just makes me feel a little bit better about playing Utah State. That if we go there and we show up at all, we can handle the game. But we can't We can't go in assuming we're going to win because they're not a bad team. They're no. pretty decent. That's right. So, But, but they're, not, they're not a superpower. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if we play our game, we should win. I agree. And the second thing, uh, a positive uh, out of our program for this year is that if we beat Utah State, do you realize there? I think we'll be the only team. There might be one other in the Final Four, but I think we could be the only team that has beaten the um, league champion twice in the same year. <laughs> okay, Utah and Utah State. Rocky? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. What, We're what, having phone problems. What is he referring to? The league champion twice in the same year, meaning Probably, two two wins over yeah. league champions. Yeah, Utah and Utah State. Right. Okay. Right. That may be what he meant. We will take a break and come back. We'd love to get your uh, calls and comments right on this uh, Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, heading into the afternoon. Right. Four nine seven fifty three fifty six on the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. Thanks for joining us today on twelve forty Joe Radio. Your locally owned and operated Qdoba Mexican Eats in Corvallis, Salem, and Eugene are hiring now. Qdoba is currently looking to add new and flavorful talent to their restaurant teams. New hires can earn $14 to $15 per hour. You'll also enjoy great perks including benefits, free employee meals, and a flexible schedule. Students are welcome to apply. Call or stop by the Corvallis, Salem, or Eugene Qdoba today to learn more and apply. Qdoba Mexican Eats is an equal opportunity employer. 
If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Take advantage of the Holiday Golf Membership Special right now at Spring Hill Golf Club and get the golfers in your family a great gift that lasts all year long. Spring Hill Golf Club is waiving the initiation fees to all golf membership categories with a 12-month commitment. New members won't pay any dues until February of 2022 and can golf for free in December and January. Don't miss your opportunity to save on a 12-month golf membership and golf for free through January at Spring Hill Golf Club. Call for more information or visit albany-golf.com. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project, now's the time to get it done, and Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff, Wendy, Robin, and Brian, have years of combined experience and look forward to working with you. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, playmats, and more. All great holiday gifts. Come in and be surprised with all the holiday deals. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd in downtown Corvallis. Check out our upcoming events at KrakenTradingCards.com. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Back on the Joe Beaver Show. In this next segment, John and Michael will show you their musical skills. Guys, whistle along. What'd you Come say? On, guys, it's not that hard. This like this. Now you know it. The new vaudeville band. <laughs> Winchester Cathedral, late 60s. I remember this playing. Thank you, TJ. I remember that. I mean, I, I can hear it right now, and I love it because I hear that record in my living room in my home in Hacienda Heights, California, that my mom played over and over again, and I still have the same record. I can show you how the groove, I mean, it's scratched up, it's old, it's been played since 1967 in our households. Wow. Winchester Cathedral, some really other interesting songs on it. As kids, we used to laugh at, we'd play them, I'd, buddies, imagine this. Take a turntable, put on Winchester Cathedral, and listen and laugh at certain songs. There's, there's some entertaining tunes on this but old did album. Your, did you and your little sports buddies find that song good, or were you mocking well, it? Well, we kind of, no, we liked it. We liked the whole Winchester Cathedral new vaudeville band approach. Yes, we liked it. We actually liked it. Now, we didn't linger long over Winchester Cathedral or Lily Marlene or... Uh, some of the other tunes on that album, we would go out and start shooting baskets yeah. and shooting hoops and playing. 
but we, yes, we did like it in 1967. I don't think that my 12-year-old group would have liked that because <laughs> we were more into rock and roll by that time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in 69 or whatever you heard it, the, the rock yes. was just starting. We still had. <laughs> yeah, we had rock some... and roll had just begun right about that. All right, I have questions. Yes. Recap for me. There's, this is one of three leagues, and they're paying the star a million dollars. Well, kid out of high school. This is a, yeah, it's a young, the, the article is about Scoot Henderson. Yeah, Scoot Henderson has visions of NBA greatness, of All Star games and MVP trophies, and all the glory that comes with it. And he has a chorus of fervent believers cheering him on. The best 17 year old I've ever seen, says Celtic star Jalen Brown. A prodigy, says Jason Hart, Scoot's coach. A generational player, says Chuck Person, who works with him as a personal player. Well, why trainer. doesn't he just go to the NBA? Because he's the league still has, it's a 15-year-old rule, created in 2006. You are not draft eligible until you are 19 years of age. Okay. And that's why they go to one college. year removed from high school. One and done. Okay, fine. So instead of one and done in college, it's go get a million dollars and then go to the NBA. In this case, the 17-year-old Henderson is only starting his professional journey as part of the G League Ignite, the NBA's new talent incubator for players under 19, that is, those not eligible okay. for the draft. So, so the 6'3", 189-pound guard is a pioneer of sorts. One of the youngest hoop phenoms ever to turn pro in the U.S. and the first to make a two-year commitment to the Ignite. So until he's draft eligible, he's going to play for this G League team called the Ignite. He signed a $1 million contract in May after his junior year in high school. And he's projected to be the top point guard taken in the 2023 NBA draft. So everything you just filled Mm -hmm. in on those blanks explains it all. I thought it was the first conversation we had a couple of weeks ago where it was just like, wait, what? Some league where high school kids would would be able to get money. We can talk about that. But this, key words, key phrases, it's NBA sponsored. That's where the million dollars is Mm -hmm. coming from. There isn't going to be any collapse after week number one. And they're just offering a place to, to hold the kids for their own rule. Their own 19-year-old or one-year-removed rule, and they're circumventing their own rule by creating a, an environment for the kids to play. Now, I suppose, I don't even know what the rule was really originated for. Jermaine O'Neal sat on the bench for, for a couple of years at Portland and went on to be great at Indiana. So I suppose this is kind of a soft sell that, hey, you can be with like-minded immaturity, um, or I should say maturity level, and... I guess incubate for two years and then we'll take you, and and which is well, kind of irresponsible well, for the league because they should be shuffling the kids to college. Well, see, <clears throat> should they? I mean, I yes, everybody should go to college if you can. The overtime elite article that we talked about from Time Magazine, one of the spokespeople for that league says, "Forget college. We can we can help you with your education." Online classes, private tutors, all that. We'll get you an education, but we'll get you better basketball, train you at elite levels. You won't have to deal with going, you know, some of the issues involved with maintaining a certain GPA or whatever else. Uh-huh. The NBA, I, I do think, and the 
the overtime elite requires a high school diploma. They do require that. That's the minimum threshold. Well, this kid to won't get it unless he gets it through going to class. He's getting it. He's not giving up school altogether. Like he will Talia finish von school. Olhoffen. Right. It's a fabulous time, writes uh, Sports Illustrated's on this article on Scoot Henderson, Howard Beck, a longtime and outstanding writer for SI, says, It's a fabulous time to be a teenager with sick handles and major hops, the best since the NBA instituted its 19-year-old, one-year-removed high school-to-be-draft-eligible rule. The NBA's minor league, then known as the D-League, it did allow 18-year-olds, was in its infancy and paid very little. A smattering of U.S. players went abroad to mixed results. The NCAA held a virtual monopoly on the market for elite talent. But in 2019, just two years ago, the G League started offering select contracts worth $125,000 to a handful of high school stars. The next year, 2020, the NBA launched this thing, the Ignite, Hmm. attracting stars like shooting guard Jalen Green and small forward Jonathan Kaminga with a fat, a far bigger haul, reportedly around five hundred grand each. Two months after Scott struck his two-year deal with the Ignite, 16-year-old big man from Oakland, Jalen Lewis, signed with Overtime Elite, reportedly for over $1 million. The Atlanta-based OTE offers players a minimum of $100,000 per season to play for one of their three squads of teenagers. And by next summer, a third option should be available called the Professional Collegiate League, which plans to start with four teams spread across the Mid-Atlantic and will pay $50,000 to $200,000 per season, plus scholarships to attend local colleges. Add in professional leagues in China, Australia, and Europe, and you get what is called a perfect storm for young, talented basketball players. I wonder if that will trickle down to an average player being able to play on some of these teams and make some money. That's that's what I'm wondering, too. And. So the final, it'll be 19 months. Oh, and anyway, both those two players that I cited, Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, both were taken in the first round when they became draft eligible. Mm -hmm. So it worked in that sense. It worked. They didn't go through the whole recruiting process in college. They didn't have to go to classes in college and do the collegiate experience. They went to these uh, uh, this elite program and were drafted in the first round in the NBA and richer beyond their wildest dreams huh. by going this route. So the final paragraph I'll share here, and then I want to just ask you, any, how, how does this strike you? What does it seem? On a certain level, oh, well, the great talent, college basketball won't be the same. Maybe it'll get better. That I know that's counterintuitive to say it, but maybe it'll be better, and I'll – We'll take a break and maybe talk about why I think that here okay. in a minute. But the final paragraph reads, it'll be 19 months before Scoot Henderson contests the theory about what he's making a better decision. The theory that what I'm doing here, the basketball's better. NBA scouts like to see Scoot Henderson compete against these 20 to 30-year-old former NBA guys than they do uh, lesser teams, uh, mid, uh, lower-level tier one, mid-level Mm-hmm. Uh, programs, lower-level D1 programs. He's constantly, night after night in these games, up against much more elite competition. So the NBA likes that Yeah. in terms of their evaluation. It'll be 19 months before Scoot contests that theory. 
And, of course, much depends on how he'll perform over the next two seasons. It's, dif- it's difficult to say, says Beck, how far all of this will go, how big the contracts will get, and how many teams will be signing them. But a future in which the top of the NBA draft board is dominated not only by overseas players, but by Ignite, OTE, and the PCL, the Professional Collegiate League, instead of Kentucky, Duke, UCLA, Gonzaga, has all but arrived. Scoot Henderson represents the next stage of player empowerment, the prodigy who plots his own path, free of NCAA strictures, and stakes his claim before ever stepping foot in the NBA. Okay, so after the break, some musings on what can happen Right. And what may happen and if any with of you, college basketball. Exactly. And if this is all true, you know, is this, a, is this an alarmist about where we are with young talent? How do you react as a college basketball fan? I assume we've got a few in our midst. Uh, it, how does that strike you? What I just read, what I just shared, how does it strike you? How do you feel it impacts the future of college basketball as we've known and loved it through the ages? Is it the death knell, or is it something that in an odd way could provoke a better era ahead? Any thoughts? 497-5356-1240 Joe Radio. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Howdy, folks. Linda McHenry Eats and Treats Cafe, and the holiday season is here. Can't think of a better way to celebrate than gathering friends and family around some Eats and Treats darn good comfort food and serious barbecue. And don't forget our amazing baked goods from our on-premise bakery. Whether an intimate dinner for four or a gathering up to 40 in our gallery or even a larger party at your home or office, Eats and Treats smoked meats are a wonderful addition to your holiday entertaining. And remember our gift cards for the perfect stocking stuffer. That's Eats and Treats Cafe, corner of 17th and Main Street in Philomath. Ho, ho, ho. Help Santa deliver your gifts to family and friends with Postal Connections in Albany. Albany's Postal Connections enjoys helping the local community with their shipping and packing needs, large or small, and even handles international shipping. Postal Connections in the Fred Meyer Shopping Center without the weight or lines of the post office. Postal Connections is your one-stop shop for all your shipping needs with a wide selection of packaging materials. Head to Postal Connections to make sure your gifts arrive on time. Thank you. You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today online at middletonheating.net. 
Take advantage of the Holiday Golf Membership Special right now at Spring Hill Golf Club and get the golfers in your family a great gift that lasts all year long. Spring Hill Golf Club is waiving the initiation fees to all golf membership categories with a 12-month commitment. New members won't pay any dues until February of 2022 and can golf for free in December and January. Don't miss your opportunity to save on a 12-month golf membership and golf for free through January at Spring Hill Golf Club. Call for more information or visit albany-golf.com. All we want for this bowl season is one more win. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Coletto pushed towards the end zone and in. From SoFi Stadium in Englewood, California, Oregon State, Utah State, it's the L.A. Bowl. Tune in December 18th on the Beaver Sports Network. Live coverage starts at 1230 with the Tailgate Show here on 1240 Joe Radio. All right, I do have some some follow-up comments on this. And we do have some nice texts coming in, too, which yeah. we'll get to momentarily. So this is interesting. It really is because it's it's kind of hard to predict. But wouldn't it be correct to assume then, Michael, that that all the fives that would go to Duke and Kentucky are going to end up in these leagues? It would seem so. But I think we'll find that that number is not terribly large no and we've talked about that mostly in football we haven't really talked about it in basketball but if you look at all the five stars in football there's not very many and then there's a a few more fours and then a lot of threes most teams in all leagues Mm. even power fives most teams are loaded with threes and they try they they coach them up and then and then if you can get some fours oh that's really good and then the the blue bloods will get the fives but we're seeing a lot of parity now, and we're seeing some weird scores. That that Texas Southern win over Florida was amazing. 0-7, and, and they go down to Gainesville and beat the 20th-ranked Gators by 15 in, in their, their own, own gym. Home. Right. That tells me, John, and it gives me – I realize right now in terms of men's hoops and what's happening, it's, yeah. it's tough. These are tough times. They can't necessarily be just dismissed well – I mean, you know, lose eight straight and and, and the way it's happened. I know Wayne and his staff are, they may be losing sleep. I don't know. I know they're working diligently to try to fix things, to try to find the right combinations and so on on the floor. They're going to win more games and they're going to get better. I just, I trust Wayne in the process. His teams always have historically gotten better and better as the season goes along. And this past season alone represents that. But the era that we're in, that Wayne is in, that all coaches are in, as you've just talked about, your preparation for the early games the, mm-hmm. the Beavers played, every roster you're looking at. I mean, Todd McKim almost seemed – Todd was – when he shared with you, I listened to the conversation. Oh, yeah, all these transfers, two or three or four on a team. You had to say, well, how about seven or eight yes, per roster? on every just game about. I did. And then, like, the phenomenon of – because they gave an extra year of eligibility, yeah. that was one issue. Then they all, they being the NCAA, also said, okay, you could transfer without sitting out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was for one year, but someone said, no, it looks like it's for any year moving forward. You can just transfer and go to another team. That, I'm, I don't believe that's the case. Well, I, so I, I asked that question, yeah. and someone said, oh, man, it might have been Todd. He thought he wasn't positive, yeah. but he thought, no, I think that's for in perpetuity. That well, I'll have to check on that uh, on transfers with no with no. Uh, you mean like you can just transfer anytime you want without penalty? Only I'm, one time. 
Well, okay. Now, oh, you're allowed that going forward. All I see. players, even today, okay. can only transfer once. They I got can't you. transfer more than okay. once. Okay. That, Without penalty. I'll have to get clarification exactly on those rules. Yeah. But, but the we we we're sharing of we we the Beavers have already played two teams where a guy played three years. Tulsa was it? He went to UNLV where where. He, he played one year, and then that UNLV coach got hired back at Tulsa, where he originated from as an assistant. So the player went back home to Tulsa for that extra year. And the same thing happened with that kid, really good, for Colorado. Jariah Horn. Jariah yeah. Horn mm-hmm. tore the Beavers up. Yeah, uh, good player. Very good player. He had three years uh, at, was it Wake? And then he goes to Colorado for one year, and then he comes back mm-hmm. to Wake. Yeah. yeah. Good player. Bizarre. Some of the reaction, all of that to say, I don't know how having these elite leagues, the OTE, the PCL, <laughs> nice to have the return of the PCL, yeah. and the G League Ignite, how that might affect the, the landscape and roster building in college basketball. I'm just, uh, if Texas Southern goes and beats Florida at Florida, it tells you that just so many things are possible mm-hmm. in the day and age. Even such that Arizona State can score 29 in a game and then go on the road and win down the road. How, how do these things happen? 29 at home. 29 at home. To Washington State. 51-29 yeah. was the final, and then they beat Oregon? These on In Eugene. Now, these wildly, and, and Oregon's losing bizarre yeah. games. Yes. I mean, they're losing games. I look, I go, what? what? You know, just because... It, Maybe to a lesser extent than what we're dealing with here this no, year so far, but just bizarre losses. results. Yes. Yes. There's been bizarre results or the land. And that tells me that it it's a phenomenon perhaps directly attributable to the transfer portal gone wild. Yes. And, and it's yes. not Wayne's fault or Altman's been engaging in that world. He was on that uh-huh. years ago uh-huh. and kind of ahead of the curve in terms of <clears throat> Building his roster by finding but, but, transfers. But it was graduate but transfers. But they were graduate transfers. This is yeah. new. It now is I, new. From last year to this year with the COVID situation, you can have a sophomore come over. He's still a sophomore, and away you go. And and no no penalties. So this year, I'm thinking it's going to settle down. If you go back to the normalcy of you got to sit out a year. It, but but right now, there's it's a free-for-all it right now. It feels that way. And the results, I think, speak to... The unpredictability of that. Yeah. And, and so Wayne, and this is where I think we're going to see Wayne and his staff maybe do the best job they've ever done because I think there's talent on this roster. Oh, yeah. I think there's some talented pieces and players. The loss of Rodriguez and Hurts, Roman Silva not being 100% Hurts, Maurice Kalou's had some battles off and on with tendonitis, Trey Williams with migraines. I mean, they, I, we could list a lot of things yeah. that have unfolded here early, but Guys I just mentioned, and other Ahmad Rand has sensational athletic ability. I, Deshaun Davis is showing tremendous signs. I like Isaiah Johnson. I like Isaiah as a as a fundamentally sound, tough. When these guys player. come out on the floor, even if they only get a couple of minutes, they make some things happen. So I think we'll see the results beginning to to show from having more time. Yeah, it's a kind of a patchwork group, a motley group of. People from different parts, different programs, different systems, different styles, different parts of the world that Wayne and Carrie and Stevie and and Marlon have not had a whole lot of time with yet. That partially explains they've lost some close games. They've they've made some mistakes. They've had issues, no doubt. But they're going to win a bunch more games, I believe. But I think it's just part of where college basketball is. Yeah, I think so. In this era, 
And now with the Ignite and the possibility of four and five star superstars, not even, I mean, just shirking collegiate ball altogether. Now you got a bunch of threes, two threes across the line. I think you might. I think you might, and with the transfer portal, if it settles down a little bit, just because of some of the right. the chaos involved, maybe you'll see coaches go back to. I f- I feel like every coach believes to survive, to uh-huh. compete, to rebuild a roster. I mean, you have to dip into the portal to keep to get to get enough players. No, you do. And Jonathan Smith on the football side has gotten guys that were four stars, mm-hmm. went somewhere else, mm-hmm. didn't like it, and then he was able to recruit from there where they might not have looked as an 18-year-old at Corvallis, Oregon. That's right. Now they do. Avery Roberts is an example of that. All league in the Pac-12. Yeah. Along, uh, congratulations to Nathan Eldridge and B.J. Baylor for first team yeah, these Pac-12 guys. recognition probably wouldn't have come here that way, but they're going secondary. There's all, I, we can assume there's always going to be college basketball. The question is who will fill the rosters. If the fours and fives, the Dukes and the Kentucky players are going into this thing, then that may level the playing field out. And you're going to see the blue bloods come down to the level of everybody else with parity of just a bunch of threes scattered across the land. Then you take it one step further, and you look at the levels of the Portland states of the world, Portland and Portland State, and they're going to have guys that wouldn't make a roster uh, at that point if the shift goes all the way from the top. Fours and fives go to the league, and everybody else fills all those roster spots. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And and so I, really I raise the subject of, the, as we've done on the show, just because they catch my eye, this is in the latest issue of Sports Illustrated, after the Time Magazine story about the overtime elite, which I didn't know about. I didn't know about the Ignite. I mean, maybe a lot of you who follow the NBA closely knew that Jalen Green, well, where, where did he go to college? Oh, he didn't go to college. He played in the Ignite. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> played for the in the Ignite League. Okay. This adds to the fire hose of information. Now, if you, you you really have to be dialed in to know all this stuff. Where's this kick? I remember when Europeans started getting drafted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's that? Where's right. that guy coming? I don't remember him. Right. And then you had guys coming out way early in college basketball. And I maintain, and I've since been uh, corrected by a, 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 a texter, and I, I like the text because I forgot about this one. For the longest time, I maintained that the last superstar we ever saw go four years was Brandon Roy. But actually, Damian Lillard played all four years, mm-hmm. I guess, at Weber State. Mm-hmm. So um, he would be the last superstar I can think of to play four years in college. Hearing those names also brings up, and when we visit with Kerry Eggers next week ahead of his next book signing, we'll talk a little more about the Jerome book, yes. When we'll get him on either Monday or Tuesday of next week, I leave Wednesday for the L.A. Bowl. I'll be on vacation, so. But we'll get carry on. Just the Blazers themselves and those two names. I'm wondering, and if you, we don't talk about the Blazers a whole lot here. We'll get Jason Quick on again soon. He's writing some good stuff for the Athletic. It does feel like a really low ebb right now with the Allshay firing, the yeah. uncertainty. In ter- who's running the club? Is it Burt Cole? Is it Jody Allen? Uh, Joe Cronin. Cronin, a good baseball manager. Not sure about his basketball acumen, but good baseball skipper. Yeah, he led the Red Sox to the World Series in 46. Didn't win it, but led them there. That's when I think Joe Cronin. That's who I think of, not the, not the interim Blazers. GM for the Blazers. But anyway. So does Brooks Hatch and Kip Carlson, and now you. But Joe Cronin in 46, <laughs> when Cronin came, they were good. Now, 
the Blazers, the lowest ebb I feel like. Yeah. Is it time to move the superstar himself and get what you can for him now, Damien? Yay, nay. We, we got an hour to go. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. Your money now. Positive news from Pfizer, but with an important distinction. The vaccine maker reports its COVID-19 vaccine neutralizes the Omicron variant after three doses, including the booster. The drug maker says those who received just two doses on the vaccine saw on average a more than 25-fold reduction in neutralization against Omicron. And Pfizer cautions the data is still very preliminary. Recent signs that the Omicron variant likely won't disrupt the economy as much as first feared are giving travel stocks a nice boost again today. Shares in Norwegian Cruise Line soaring 8.25%. Carnival's up 5.5%. United Airlines has jumped 4%. Stocks remain mixed overall. The Dow Industrial's down 30 points, but the Nasdaq's up 67. The S&P ahead by 5. Turns out things are just a bit kinder in Ireland. The country topped this year's list of most generous countries, according to a giving report from GoFundMe. Third straight year for that. The rest of the top five, the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and Australia. That's your money now. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-714-6633. That's 1-800-714-6633. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-714-6633. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the glass man. Do you need to repair or replace your windshield? Do you have questions? Stop by or give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Whether you're on the offense, the defense, or the special teams, maybe even the third-string punter, Woodstock's is pizza for all. With over 36 fresh toppings to choose from, six sauce options, three crust options, also gluten-free and non-dairy options, and delivery to most of Corvallis. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Even third-string punters. Who is the Beavs' third-string punter? Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru for the Golf Minute to help you be like a rubber band. One of the sure ways to slice your ball is swinging from over the top, where the club approaches the ball from out to in. You can stop swinging over the top simply by stretching your arms like a rubber band. Here's what to do. After taking your normal setup with your club face centered behind the ball, 
push the club away from your body by stretching your arms out. The ball now should be lined up at the heel of the club. From this position, swing to the top of your swing. At the top, your arms will react and the club will drop like a rubber band being stretched and released. This will help you deliver the club from inside the target line and will promote a powerful right-to-left draw. So remember, to stop your slice swinging path, use the rubber band effect, and I promise your scores will snap too as well. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, and only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. That's exergen.com. High prices don't get you a great network. A great network gets you a great network. It's why Total Wireless runs on the largest, most dependable network with nationwide 5G. And now our totally unlimited plan is just $50 a month for talk, text, and high-speed data that never run out. Get unlimited laughing, scrolling, unlimited everything. Total Wireless. Do amazing. Available at authorized dealers. Capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Total Wireless reserves the right to review your account after 60 gigs. Terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com slash terms. on the air. Try to remember as we try to recall how things used to be. The Beavers have recovered a fumble on a flea-flicker attempt. Yesterday All my troubles seem so far away we seek to come to grips with the current state of affairs. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Strange days indeed. Strange days indeed. All the while believing things could be better than they were today. As we wait, we invite you to join us for another run of the Joe Beaver Show, where our hearts always remain hopeful. Here comes the sun. And now, here come John and Mike on the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome into the second hour of the Joe Beaver Show. Open phones if you'd care to join us. I received a couple of more texts today, I'm glad to say. Rachel, thank you for the text from Northern California. Has tickets, she said, in the cheap seats. I asked Rachel how cheap. She said 50 bucks. That is pretty cheap for a, for a college football ticket and a bowl game, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. So planning on making the drive down. As we asked yesterday, our first opportunity back in a week on the Joe Beaver Show, how much is the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl moving the needle for you and yours, an opportunity to see your team again live in person? For me, John, the win over Utah is probably the season's finest moment to defeat that Utah team that has now won nine of its last 10. And as somebody, I think Dave from Tumwater pointed out, when the records and the, the broadcast of the Rose Bowl game plays out on New Year's Day from the Arroyo Seco and the San Gabriel Mountains and the backdrop and a place and a land that we hope to experience 
as a Beaver Nation and a fan base someday. That's still, for me, Mecca, the ultimate to yeah. try to get to. Of course. But when Utah and Ohio State play, and Utah's season is reckoned with, they'll talk a lot about Cameron rising, winning the job, and they've, they've had a tremendous year. The jo- coaching job by Kyle Woodingham, the adversity, the tragedy that that group of young men has overcome, and, and how they've played and played together through just almost unthinkable kinds of events within the program. They deserve all the credit in the world, and Woodingham is a good person and a great coach, deserves all of the accolades that he's getting and deserves to get and will certainly on New Year's Day be featured prominently. I'm hoping that somebody somewhere, I don't know who the broadcast team's going to be for the Rose Bowl game on New Year's Day, but and Utah, after Cameron Rising, eh, won nine of their next ten. That, to me, screams for somebody, well, who did they lose to then? Know, what happened I in know. that one game? They won't. It'll, it, it, it'll, the record will be shown yeah. on the screen. Like Here, the, here's like their the yeah, schedule. Yeah, here's how they lost. I don't lost. think they're going to go. I don't, they won't dwell on it, and that's no. fine. I they don't they need would. to. I, they might say, well, the one stumble you see here they lost to, you might hear somebody say, a pretty good Oregon State team in, you know, on the road. They might, you might get that something like that. That would be an analyst who knew the league and right. did their homework. That, and that would, be, that would be the most we can hope for, perhaps, on yes. that day from our perspective. Yes. Is that the shining moment and the best one of the year? On a certain level, yes. By definition, you beat the league champion, as Rocky was pointing out. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely the shining moment. And it was, a, it was at home, and it was a great experience. Saying that, though, yeah. John, for me, in a sense, the most satisfying moment was to beat USC at the Coliseum and to be ahead 42-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter at the Coliseum. Granted, that was a USC team in chaos and disarray, not particularly good. The Beavers were the better team, even, even maybe not necessarily matching up star per star in terms of the recruiting analytics, but the Beavers were the far better team that night and throughout the year. Yeah. Then USC, how many times that can be said over the years? It could have been said in 2000 and maybe no other time until 2021. The Beavers were better. They were. They beat USC, but they beat them in L.A., and now they're going back to the L.A. Bowl. So those two wins, for me, are the best wins. The, the thrilling win over Washington, the final win against Arizona State. I and mean, there were good moments along the way, but the USC win to break a 61-year losing streak in right, that venue right. is pretty cool. Well, I was going to ask you about that because I forgot about that win, mostly because the season's really long, and USC just fell apart. Right. They were not a good team. So the question is, does the length of frustration trump the fact that they weren't very good? So in other words, right. you just, are you just like, I don't care. We never win down there. We finally do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. We got the win. And that's that. It, that's got to be the answer because of the pain. I mean, how many times do you play them close when you should have won? You might have been not too many slightly better, <laughs> right. played a better game until the end. And then the good teams somehow pull them out. Right. Um, there's been a few of those. In fact, I thought, I thought that the game I went to, whatever that was, remember when Derek, I do limped after he got hurt, he got pummeled his, in 20. His wrist was hurt, but he was limping over the yeah, sideline. No, I know that. I, I know. thought they could have won that game. 22 to nothing. At one point I thought you just gave him two touchdowns. Well, 22, nothing was the final. And Derek, I think got sacked 10 times. I mean, it was brutal. 
So that they, the Beavers weren't going to win that game. No, they wasn't. But their a game. defense played well. Yeah. It was ten nothing at halftime. Yeah, and I thought that there was some opportunities, and they just yeah. kind of like laid down because it was at USC. The home game, maybe you win that game. Those types of wins for USC. Mm-hmm. So now, and this is for the listener, um, four nine seven five three five six. Does beating USC down there and breaking that streak trump the fact that right. they are really bad? And, and what? W- yeah. And what was the highlight for you this year? As we kind of we want to hear you out on the future of college basketball, the present nature of the game. Even if you want to talk about what you've seen from the men's and women's basketball teams thus far, what your thoughts are and expectations in your early perusings of articles on the Beavers and the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Your thoughts about that. What was the highlight or highlight play or two or moments for you in this 2021 football season for the Beavs? The transcendent play to me was the game against Arizona State, the last one, and Jack Coletto, the last home game. Coletto breaking free and going 47 yards. That, to me, is the play of the year. Well, I I remember exactly detail on that. In fact, we were sitting on the news side. I was in there as a, a ticketed fan with my son, and he ran right in front of us. A great moment. The other one that 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 is one and one A might be Musgrave and the trifecta. Luke Musgrave against Utah. You yeah, don't beat Utah yeah. without the the block punt, probably. To me, it, Musgrave blocking it, recovering it, and scoring it. Uh, that and the Coletto touchdown, both to the same end zone and the same portions of the end zone in both cases, are the highlight plays among many good ones. But those are the plays of the year. To me, the 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 game, the, the the highlight of the year was was. It's a troubling one for me. It was it's Utah. It's the win over Utah. The problem is it happened early enough, and then there were failures after that. He didn't build on that and maintain that with losses on the road, to Cal and Colorado. And when the Beavers beat Utah, it reminded me so much of the 2000 to 2014 time mm-hmm. period. Right. It was like okay. Right, Here we go. This is where we should be. Yeah. Instead of, oh, my gosh, we just beat LSU in mm-hmm. Death Valley. It was more of a, it's been a long time, but this is where we should be mm-hmm. instead of this glory. So, yes, that was the highlight, but then there's a few of those 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 things take away from it slightly. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share just as a fan observing 2021, which isn't over, that's the good news, the Beavers... Uh, December 18th, taking on Utah State at SoFi Stadium, which in itself, I think, is the fact that it's the inaugural L.A. Bowl. It's the first college game ever to be played in that beautiful edifice, which only you have been in amongst amongst our group here. (laughs) Good for you. I hope that's enough, that it's your team. It's the first bowl game in eight years, the first bowl game on the mainland that's maybe a little more reachable a little less expensive than trying to make it work uh, in the Hawaii Bowl in 2013 when a 6-6 six and six Beaver team that had lost five straight going into that bowl game. Maybe that didn't move the needle a whole lot for you. I don't know, but I guess I'm just asking this team this year, its accomplishments, a player, a player of the year, a favorite player, a moment, and it's not over. The Beavers have a chance to have an eight-win year. And... Well, oh, it's that, a bit of a that's great. It's a bit of a come down from what you were still playing for into the last couple of weeks, a chance to go to the granddaddy. But I think they're moving. I think they're building something here. I think Jonathan and the the stability 
And again, a bit of a vacuum now in the state. Can the Beavers take advantage of some uncertainty going on down the road? And what do you make about where the Beavers are positioned as you view the 2021 season and what you see ahead? 497-5356, men's and women's hoops. The state of college basketball across the land with reference to all of these pro leagues for youngsters that are coming into existence. Any thoughts about that? We'd love to hear from you today. Rod, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Hello, Mike and John. Hey, um, I am pleased to report that I am going to my first ever bowl game. Nice. And nice. really fired up about it. And and part of it for me was SoFi Stadium. I've seen, obviously, so much about it, and I just I just can't wait to see what, what it was, a $2 billion of Five create. Billion. Five so, billion. Five billion? Yeah. I undersold it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, for Beaver fans out there, uh, as an added incentive, if it wasn't enough just to see the Beavs, uh, we are going down early, and we are going to see the Chargers against the Chiefs on Thursday night, also at SoFi. And then we're going to stay another day and see the Rams and the pesky Seahawks. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but my friend is. So mm-hmm. go wow. Seahawks that day. And so we're going to see three games in four days, and we're really fired up to, to maximize our trip. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, really, really excited. Rod, that's tremendous. I, I, it was lo- I knew about the Rams Seahawks on Sunday. I, I had not looked at that. the schedule to know about the Chargers. Who are they playing on Thursday? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Oh my so gosh! You get Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and I'll be rooting on the little Cooper Cup in my fantasy league for Sunday with <laughs> the Rams and the Seahawks. So yeah, we're pretty excited about yeah. about the whole trip and. And I'm still not uh, a guy who wants to get on a plane, so we're just going to drive. Right. Um, but the nice thing is we don't have to sweat whether we'll get a rental car, which I've heard some horror stories about mm-hmm. that. So it's going to be a long drive, obviously, but we're fired up. Man, Rod, wow. that's the best story I've heard yet about uh, the itinerary, what you're planning on taking in, three games in four days at SoFi Stadium, and some good games. I mean, even with the Seahawks and the bad year they're having, that's an interesting game. I mean, that's still... You know, maybe almost the last legs of the of the Pete Carroll and maybe even Russell Wilson era as we come down to it. But that's a, that's still an interesting game. It's a proud franchise that I think will will make for an entertaining game that day at SoFi. And the Thursday game sounds fabulous. The Saturday game with the Beavers, man, what a what a week for you! <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for you. No, no, couldn't couldn't be happier. And you know, it's funny I, as you know, life happens. I I didn't go to the Fiesta Bowl because I had two young kids, and mm-hmm. um, and they're grown up now. I'm pleased to report, and just never I didn't go to the Hawaii uh, Bowl game that we had an opportunity twenty plus years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just it's just great to to finally get to a bowl game and be in a position. Uh, to be able to do it and um, don't have to worry about babysitters and such. So very excited. Excellent. To go. Rod, have a great trip, and let's talk about it when it's all said and done, how all the experience. Please give us a call back and tell us about about how it all went. We'd love to get your report. I'll definitely do it. All right. See you guys. Thank Thanks, you, Rod. Rod. Yeah, Cooper Cup is very popular with Rams fans. Very popular. My son couldn't believe that a guy from Eastern Washington <laughs> could make the NFL. I said, NFL rosters are littered yeah. with Small college guys. Yes, they are. Let's take a break, Doc, and we'll come back to texts and calls. Another way to Rod, a long, you can tell, a longtime Beaver fan, is going to his first Beaver Bowl game. There hadn't been one from 64 until 99, so he didn't have an opportunity to. 
But he didn't fly across the ocean to go to that Oahu Bowl. He didn't go to the Fiesta Bowl, as you mentioned. The young kids and the travel would have been difficult. So since then, let's reel them off here real quick. Insight, Vegas, Insight, Sun, Emerald, Sun, Vegas, Alamo, Hawaii. I just reeled them all off. Did any of you, how many of you went to all of them? (laughs) Anybody? Or which ones did you go to? And enjoy. What's been the best bowl experience you've had with the Beavers? I almost feel like taking the Fiesta Bowl out of that because at 35, 40,000 people, you know, in the late, uh, I'm sorry, that uh, Gene, um, Gene Hansen. Yeah. The late Gene Hansen. Yeah. Is this heaven? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Tempe, but he felt like he was in Beaver heaven. Yeah. Be the question that he asked. So I almost take that out. You might want to include it and say, hey, you know, with due respect to the Fiesta Bowl, I had a better time at the first Sun Bowl, (laughs) uh, the second Inside Bowl. But I would love to hear from any of you that are going to keep your streak alive. This will be your 12th Beaver Bowl game in this modern era. Love to hear from you because this is 12. Who who coached most of them? Riley. What? Uh, Yeah, Mike. I mean, Dennis went in 99, (laughs) 2000, and 2002 to the first Inside. I'm taking a jab at, at haters. Well, I mean, he, Dennis was here for four years and went to three, yes. three bowls. Yes, he did. And then Mike uh, went to eight bowl games in his in his second tenure. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, and it's it looks better when you look back. In a sense, that yeah, I know. Yeah, we we talked about this forever and don't need to, but I love because of what was happening in the program not too far, be, they began to rise to greater heights than just going to right. a second-level bowl game or whatever, that the Beavers going there when perhaps there should have been a greater sense of accomplishment and pride involved in what was going on within the program than, oh, my gosh, how come we, how come this, right. how come that? We, I, don't, I agree with your main premise. The era was not properly appreciated. I agree with you yes. on that. But I do think Jonathan is building – something that's going to help the Beavs rise to that right group, right time. There were times this year, this year almost looked like it could be that kind of year when you yeah. got out 2-0 in the league. Yeah. That's why even with the joy of the season with many great moments, there's also this lingering, eh, like 99, mm-hmm. you're close to doing even bigger things, and 2000, they did bigger things, and maybe that kind of year is coming. Any thoughts? 497-5356. Anybody, Ben, I just reeled through them all. Anybody out there, Ben, to all of them. And what have been your best bowl experiences? And you just heard Rod. How about that? I didn't know about the Thursday game. Thursday, Chargers-Chiefs. Saturday, Beavers-Utah State. Sunday, Rams-Seahawks. And Rod and his family are going to them all. Anybody else have that lined up? Love to hear from you. 497 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beeves. It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. Thunder Alley! 
It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley! It includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley! Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. We set them up, you knock them down. Highland Bowl! Highland Bowl, 9th Street, Corvallis. Howdy, folks. Linda McHenry Eats and Treats Cafe, and the holiday season is here. Can't think of a better way to celebrate than gathering friends and family around some Eats and Treats darn good comfort food and serious barbecue. And don't forget our amazing baked goods from our on-premise bakery. Whether an intimate dinner for four or a gathering up to 40 in our gallery or even a larger party at your home or office, Eats and Treats smoked meats are a wonderful addition to your holiday entertaining. And remember our gift cards for the perfect stocking stuffer. That's Eats and Treats Cafe, corner of 17th and Main Street in Philomath. For 100 years, Wilbur Ellis has been a leader in the agriculture industry. The branch in Albany is looking for a facilities manager. If you have great management and leadership experience with a firm understanding of the agriculture industry, they would love to hear from you. Join their team and enjoy great benefits, competitive pay, and a drug-free work environment. This is year-round work with overtime during peak seasons. Apply online at wilburellis.com careers. That's wilburellis.com careers. Philomath, Oregon, 2002. A couple brothers had an idea to bring better internet access to rural parts of the Willamette Valley. An internet that meets your needs. We get it because we live here. If you're learning or working from home or keeping up with changes in the field, we are here to keep you connected to your world. Alirica High-Speed Rural Internet. Plans starting at $49.99. Call Alirica today. Online at Alirica.net. Alirica, the friendlier internet. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your Prius, Toyota, and all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come meet Dave's new tire expert, Eddie, with 27 years' experience in the industry and save today. Need an oil change? Get $20 off your next oil service at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany. Online at davesperformancehybrids.com. The home of the Oregon State Beavers. 1240. Joe Radio. We're talking about uh, every bowl that's bowls. ever been played. That's I what we're I, talking I have a question about. for you. Yes. I only went to the Sun Bowl, and that was working The purposes. first one. 06. Yeah. Correct. Matt Moore going for two. Yes. Evanson Bernard. DeCarolis. Get in there. You're, gonna, you're, you're, you're going, going for two. two. Oh, thanks, Bob. Um, yes. That's the only bowl I've ever been to. Because you're usually filling in for me. Yes. Men's hoops. Right. Missing. Or women's hoops in some cases. need to go to bowl games. Same thing this year. Same thing this year. I would have been there in a heartbeat. Kip asks a question, by the way. Let's get back to that in a second. Yeah. Is there any possibility of moving the tip-off time of the December 18th men's basketball game to avoid conflicting with a bowl game, or does that... It's being discussed. Or does TV rule that out? No. Kip, that's all we know. It's, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a possibility is what I was told. Okay. So anyway, what about well, that? I was just going to ask you, I know you have to work, and I had to work. I was with you and Jimmy, and we had our kids with us. Remember that? I do. We went together into Juarez. Right. And, we did that. We also went to this uh, the hole in the ground. We went on an excursion where you go into a giant cave. Over. Carlsbad Caverns. Yeah, we drove yes. to that one one day. Where you went on that trip, Yes, right? we were all together going and then, through that um, wondrous place. I took my son to some... Um, amusement area where you have go-karts and stuff one night 
And I just I thought that the the stadium and the presentation and the welcoming and all of that was really good by the Sun Bowl. It's I agree. not a sexy bowl, but if you go to it, you change your mind. I actually liked it. So my question to you is: I, I always think of San Antonio perhaps as a kind of a high watermark. Is that a fun bowl game? Yes. As far as all of the trimmings, yes. And and that's we'd love. That's why we're sort of asking this: How many of you? Are going to the LA Bowl? You have the time and and wherewithal. Good for Rod. I mean, to be able to pull all of that off that he's doing sounds like he's been looking forward to this kind of trip for a long time. As he referenced other bowl games he wanted to go to and couldn't get to, so this is his first Beaver Bowl game as a longtime fan. Driving to the LA Bowl, that is an option. You can drive there, and it's it's a long haul, as, I, I as you well drive. know. I but actually, it's an interesting I've, drive. I've and done a good it many drive. times. Yeah. So. It's drivable. It's accessible in that sense. And talking to people, the ticket prices range from anywhere from thirty-two to one fifty, which is perfect. Again, in the world we're in, reasonable. Sure. So, I'm wondering if this game is a bowl game you're going to go to, and I'm just also we're wondering if any of you have been to most of those bowl games, a few of them, a smattering of them, all of them. What has been? the best bowl experience. And if you want to call and say, hey, well, the Fiesta easily, clearly, it was wonderful. It was an amazing week. The yeah. weather was good. The, yeah. So many fa- 30, 40,000 fans. Yeah, I get that. And feel free to say that. But if you went to some of the others, what provided for the fans a memorable and good, fun kind of experience? Do any of them stand out? The Vegas Bulls. Was there anything there that was I went to the 03 was Vegas Bowl. That was a bowl game. Yeah, yeah the 03 Vegas yeah, Bowl. I went yeah. to that one, too. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, final game. Uh, the press box was nice, but the glass was so thick, you literally could not hear one yeah. ounce of what was happening I didn't outside. Care for it was that. like watching the game on a giant TV. Yeah. And the wind was awful yeah. in the stadium way, way out in Nowheresville. You think now about what? the Vegas bowl is and going to be going forward. It's yes. going to be a destination bowl, which we always talked about on this show. You know, there's some potential with that Vegas yes. bowl before even knowing they were building an allegiance. Stadium. Exactly. We just felt, we knew that the Las Vegas bowl was falling short of yeah. what it could be. And now Vegas looks great because they, I think the PAC 12 offices should move there. They're looking for a new, new place, but you've got the, the men's and women's basketball tournaments, uh, you have, um, you know, maybe the offices there. Klyovkov spent his time working there, so he's probably got contacts. The Allegiant Bowl, which is a block off the strip, entertainment, all of that. And and more importantly, probably above all of what I just said, the tie-in with the Big Ten and the yes, SEC. A very good. I mean, everything about it. Yeah. Just as Dave called yesterday, I believe it was, the, the Pac-12 title game being played there. I mean, everything about yeah. Allegiant Stadium, in that setting, for the Pac-12 is good. Yeah, and Very good. I, I look forward to. Uh, I had heard. I don't know if anybody can confirm this, and I think it's true because <clears throat> for the Pac-12 title game, they had the field looking, you know, Oregon and Utah in the end zones, and then the Pac-12 logo and, and stuff. I had heard that UNLV plays its home games there on turf, artificial, and then they bring in grass for the Raiders. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's amazing what what can be done <laughs> with the venue. That's amazing. But we'd love to hear from any of you about your bowl experiences and whether the L.A. Bowl is going to be one. You're working on it. You've got your tickets. You're driving. You're flying. You're excited about it. 
if you have any thoughts about and would love to hear from again some of you bull grizzled bull veterans <laughs> who went in 99 because it was the first in 35 years and you proceeded to go and what have been the best overall I memorable the, bull experience the lowest uh returns come from the insight bull maybe the second one or both well or, the stadium i guess not real good for viewing a baseball baseball park. park same with the emerald bull dan oh, writes yeah. in weirdest bull was the emerald with both teams on the same sideline yeah. that was bizarre yeah san francisco though dan writes was full of beavers and lots of fun okay thank you for that dan it's nice to have a chance to compare again uh that we have a bowl game coming that we can say, how does the L.A. Bowl compare with the Emerald Bowl and the Inside Bowl, everything, et cetera, et cetera? Everything is great. Yeah. Everything is great about having this bowl game. And I have a question for anybody who might still want to call but also text. What is your prediction for Beaver Fan? In terms uh, of numbers? Yeah, or? total numbers. 10,000? Yeah, it's a fair it's, question. It's not a difficult place to be. There's got to be a bunch of alum in LA. In Los Angeles, I would think so. Or in the Northern California who would make the six-hour drive. As we get closer to it, we'll check in with uh, Aaron from the ticket office, perhaps, and somebody, Sarah. I mean, we'll we'll get somebody 15, on. 15,000. 15, you think? Yeah. That's a good number. If, yeah. they get, if there's 10 to 15, <sighs> the Beavers have done well. I think that may be, it may be a little high. Uh, I, I, just, I, think I, think, 10, I think Beaver fan really shows up, and it's been so long. Well, Beaver fan does show up for various reasons, not as much at home games on the six and old slate here in 2021. Uh, so should I ask Mandy? Well, thing. I know. I just wonder if that, since that won't be in play or place here from what I gather, I don't know it, the it rules was for the Rams. We had to show proof. We had to do everything you do here at home. Okay. So but it was so easy. You show it, you show your ID, you show your ticket. Ours was on the phone. Boop. boop okay. Walk in okay. done. Now, I agree with Dan on this. He sends an addendum to the weird Emerald Bowl experience with both teams on the sideline. Just for the name alone, I wish they would bring back the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl. <laughs> I agree. I remember as a young football fan, yeah. you had the big New Year's Day four games, but then there were a couple of others here and there. Not very had, many. Not many. And T, uh, Mad Magazine years ago, I remember, and I used to look at this in the TV guide, uh, the, the whole deal was, you know you're really a football fan when? <laughs> and they show a guy slumped in his chair staring at the GE Electric Bowl, <laughs> waiting for a college football game to pop up. Does anybody out there even remember or know, have you ever heard of the GE Electric Bowl? No. I've heard of all of them, but that not that one. I don't remember my, I don't think I ever watched it because it wasn't football. But I do think that I thought when I first saw it in my TV guide as a young, oh, gee, like, what is this? I think it might have been some sort of trivia game or test your knowledge game. Oh, so it wasn't a bowl game. No, it was not a bowl game, but they called it the GE Electric Bowl. Well, they, do it, they, they do that around Super Bowl time with the, the dogs and stuff <laughs> right. like that. So, that's a bowl game we no longer have either. But <laughs> if you have any thoughts on uh, the Blue Bonnet Bowl or some of the old ones back in the day, we'd love to hear from your uh, from your own experience, just what what bulls offered grand experiences, good experiences, memorable ones anyway. Maybe even if, is there anyone out there who would take up for the much maligned Sun Bowl? I know that the 06 experience, doing <laughs> as you talked about, Carlsbad going across the border, uh, going to Rosie's Cantina. It was great. The West Texas town of El Paso. I mean, I had a great time in the 06. 08, eh, not so much. 
But 06, the first time, I thought the Sun Bowl, that being the first time experience there, was was fun. Good. Was that 08 or 09 for the second one? Eight. Three nothing. Are you? Nah, yeah. Are, but you sure that was eight, not nine? Yeah. I, John, I'll everything that I've ever known, <laughs> anything that I've ever experienced, my family that I love, I stake them all. There's, and it was 08. people out there going, don't challenge Mike on, on dates. Don't challenge no, Mike on I, dates. I guarantee you. That one 08. I'm pushing your buttons on. I Others know. that I know, I will challenge you. Okay. To victory. <laughs> Curtis <laughs> Curtis Wright said, the reason I know is because the previous game, three points were not allowed. It was a slightly higher number. So therefore, <laughs> zero points were not allowed. Higher number. I just said, well, you finished averaging the season, giving up about 32, 33 points a game the last two. That's all. I remember the 08 game. I don't remember the date, but I remember the, the game is 3 nothing and and Johnny Hecker saying on this show, that was a boring game. And oh, oh sh- and everyone's right. getting mad. People at me. were mad. You had, oh, really? You, you had the right to say it. I disagree only because. <laughs> Even if the Beavers didn't win by 100, they won, and they got a shutout, and it was such a refreshing experience from the previous game that still hurts. I, I can, I, I can that even... game still hurts, and, and it will hurt for the rest of my life that to see that defense come back and pitch a shutout, no matter what the opponent was, no matter what the circumstances were, made me feel better. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, I think, was the running back I for, think so, yes. for Pitt. I just I just thought yeah, I know. myopia cannot take <laughs> over for the fact that was a boring game. <laughs> Curtis writes in, the win over the Trojans was the highlight of the season for me. The loss to the Cougars probably hurt the worst, though. So there's the yin and the yang of the 2021 season from Curtis. Thank you. Uh, pool and weed eater bowl, blue bonnet, margarine bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just for, just for the sake of saying it, uh, didn't the team down the road, Scott and Tiger asks once pay their way into playing in the pool on weed eater they bought a bunch bowl? of tickets. That's true. Burn bill burn. I think committed $350,000 to yeah. buy up tickets for yeah. that. But, but but it was the beginning of the machine. Yeah, and, and it got him into a postseason game. And Rich Brooks said years thereafter, he said that was the best thing Bill Byrne ever did. That it, uh, yeah, it it showed a, an athletic director and a willingness to invest in the program. And while I think he had to buy fourteen thousand tickets, he said, "You take us, we'll buy fourteen thousand tickets." And yeah. I think only six or seven sold six or seven of them. So I had to take a a pretty big loss. But it was an investment that Brooks said paid off to show that same idea. Oregon is serious about football. Same idea, but a bigger uh, a bigger check he had to write than Barney Ball paying for beer at Portland yeah. State. <laughs> Remember when he, he yes. paid for people's beer? At yes, that he did. Portland State game this year, I think it was. I don't. You ever remember hearing what the tab was? Yeah, it was like uh, I think it was like. Well, I thought it was twelve thousand dollars. I think it might have been in that range. <laughs> the Sun Bowl uh, writes. Tom and Corvallis, the Sun Bowl has usually been good for TV due to CBS doing the broadcast. Yeah, I've yeah. always liked, I've liked the Sun Bowl's placement and the television coverage. Well, I think they've done Fred a good Lundquist job. Fred always it. did it, and he retired, but he was so good. And it was, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong here, Doc, I think that was the only non-ABC slash ESPN game that was on, it was on CBS. And that there's no other network had any bowl games. Right. And that game itself in 06 was so good. It was considered, you know, I remember people doing the, the, the bowl game 
ranking the Bulls when it was over. That thing, that, that game with the Sun Bowl, the Beavs yeah. 39, Missouri 38, two-point conversion and all of that, was in almost everybody's top five list. Uh, I didn't know that. Game. And little-known fact, um, Lydia went and Matthew went, and they were at that age of knowing you know, yeah. artists. And Rihanna, Rihanna played was, yes. at halftime, and she wasn't. And she was not Rihanna yet. They knew her though. Maddie they did. Knew they knew her, her but one or she two songs, huge. and she was on her way. And she played at halftime. Yeah. The 06 Sun so Bowl. you never know. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Is Jimmy Kimmel going to do a monologue at halftime? I have no <laughs> idea what the halftime entertainment's going to be. Mark wrote this: that Mark from Tigard, I wasn't really excited about going to El Paso for the Sun Bowl in 06. But when we went down there, we had a super blast, and he put supers in quotations. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> we had a super blast of a time, had a lot of fun. The whole town rolls out the welcome mat. It was really a fun trip. Yeah. I, he's right. He's right. You may look down upon the Sun Bowl, just, well, El Paso. Eh. No. They do a great job with the bowl experience. It's cool, especially if you pay to go to you know the rallies and stuff like that. It's <laughs> they, they do a great job. Another Idaho Potato Bowl, do they give a big bag of potatoes <laughs> as a gift? I'm not that sure. would be one where I would be disappointed and say I I I don't with that I don't want to have anything to do with that bowl game. Just as far as as a fan and going. Insight was <laughs> kind of the same. Anybody go to the Copper Bowl? Ooh, that was a short-lived It phenomenon. was very short-lived. Mm-hmm. I think it was the prelude to the Insight Bowl. I think so. They moved it from Tucson yeah. up the road to Phoenix. My goal, Dave writes, was to be in the stadium for the Beavs when in L.A. Unfortunately, I will be taking a COVID test so I can get a stress test. Okay, so he's dealing with some of his own issues. Dave, uh, best to you on on all of that this year was the year we planned on going on a bowl game also planned on arizona spring baseball but john mentioned that this was going to be different do you know yet john do we know yet about baseball in the spring and to and surprise and all that um off the record kid i mean do you know some things that you're not free to share right now kind of sort of sort of okay yeah, you can tell me during the break, and, and I then we'll see. Not to talk about it. Okay, I got you. Then we better let it alone. Then they just want to cross T's and dot I's. Okay, then that's that's a little that answers that answer will lead you to a conclusion that I think means okay, okay. Where can I find the information about baseball? Well, we just got to hang in there until it wait. becomes official. Got to wait. Only bowl game uh, Dave says he's ever been to. Was Anthony Davis versus Archie Griffin, Ohio State versus USC, January 1st, 1975, row one at the 35-yard line. O.J. was on SC sideline right in front of me. Wow. Yeah, O.J. quite a few years removed from his own career at SC uh, and in the midst of his I gotta think his that- career with the Buffalo Bills and quite a bit of years removed from 20 years about from the, the sorrows. Ro, uh, row one wouldn't be a good thing, no, would it? No, row one is not great on a certain level. But on another, like Dave said, here's O.J. walking the sidelines yeah. right in front of him. When I went to the 1973 playoff game, Oakland Raiders-Pittsburgh Steelers, we were about six or seven rows up uh-huh. behind the Pittsburgh Steelers bench and at the Oakland-Alameda County Coliseum Complex. And to see how... The images I have of Franco Harris pacing back and forth that wow. day when the Steelers were on defense are in my mind forever. It was a memorable game. The Raiders won. But watching the Steelers sideline from that close and yeah. Franco in particular. That would be cool. It was fun. That was fun. Um, oh, I was going to make a point. 
row one being a bad seat. I forgot to tell you about this yesterday, Beaver fan. I won't affect anybody, but it's just kind of a, what were they thinking? At SoFi, much like at AT AT&T, they have suites at ground level behind Mm -hmm. the benches. Yeah, I've seen. In fact, they're even lower than ground level, so you're chest high looking into maybe the rear ends or the (laughs) thighs of the football players. (laughs) Is that true? Really? Yeah. I'm like, who would buy that seat? Well, the the Huskies have a little something like that going on in one of their end zones. The end zone on the edge of the lake had... Some they have some suites or something where I see you know people I've walked the field enough yeah. to see people in there in the end zone at ground level. Yeah, now SoFi has that. There isn't any obstruction other than you're at ground level and it's very far away. So if the action's on the other end of the field, you're not going to see anything except for the big screen. But SoFi has that, and my buddy has those tickets. And we were supposed to go and live that high life. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that when the when they're warming up. They're right there. He said he was three feet away from Tom Brady when, right. when uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. were out there earlier this year and all of that. But something happened. He put his tickets on the exchange, forgot about them, and then needed to retrieve them for us to go and then realized he waited a day too late and uh, somebody bought them. Uh, so then he scrambled and got other tickets. And that's why we were way up high, but we were on the 45-yard line. If you get stuck way up high, I don't imagine you will because mm-hmm. we were so high. And I don't think that there be that many fans. They'll probably rope off 90% of that facility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But we, even way up high, it was still a great seat. Let's uh, We'll get our final break in and get a couple of more uh, text. Amy writes, apparently the day after the Beavers L.A. Bowl, the Rams... Just somehow these weird texts, Johnny, sometimes just disappear. Oh, she added, that's why it came in quickly. Ram Seahawks playing at SoFi. We have SoCal family going to the NFL game and added the Beaver game the day before. Good for Amy. Thank you, Amy. They're fans of the Beavers because we are. Uh, should be a fun weekend, but we're not go- We're not going because we're vacationing that same weekend. Oh. Okay. Amy says she went to the first Sun Bowl. Wouldn't go there again. <laughs> Also, the Emerald Bowl in San Francisco was raining but felt like a home game. <laughs> Both very fun. We look forward to where the Beavers will go next year. Hope that it's after Christmas. So that works so much better for most people's scheduling. I agree. Well, the Far West Classic was a big hit for many years, December 26th through the 30th. Yeah, yeah. In per- that, that was something to look forward to after the Christmas holiday and yep. in between New Year's. What a tremendous placement on a sporting calendar. I have so many good The Far West Classic. So... You got a text or two there yeah, before Phil we break. Lebanon has has a good point, and I was going to talk about this yesterday. Uh, that we need to go. Uh, hello, got got guys, guys. <laughs> remember the fact that Utah State beat Washington State this year should have Beaver Nation's full attention. I was hoping that we would play Utah State someday with Gary Anderson at the helm <laughs> at Utah State. Wouldn't that have been incredible? Actually, Phil, you only missed it by two years, or was it one year? It wasn't last year he was there. I can't remember. I think it's two years. Two years ago, I believe, yes. Parents went to Rose Bowl in 1965 on our move to Corvallis. I watched on a relative's television set, the first color television I'd seen other than in a department store window. And finally, a a text. Yeah, you just read it from Phil in Lebanon. Thank you, Phil. And thank you, Phil, for the context about your daughter, whom we're going to reach out to during this bowl season as well. Before we go to break, I want to let you know um, that uh, Albany Del Taco is having a fundraiser today for Fish of Albany. 
Local fundraiser, 20% of sales today will be donated to Fish of Albany. December 8th today from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at nice. Del Taco over there by um, the Burger King and Applebee's. And it's on Gary. So um, actually it's on 14th. So Del Taco, 20% today between 4 and 8. And they're going to they're gonna give that to Fish of Albany, which, of course, is a food pantry. Let's take a break. And we'll talk about uh, human chameleons when we come back. <laughs> yeah, that's a tease. That but is we, one. But we will. <laughs> is Brian Kelly just trying to play a Leonard Zellig? Does anybody understand the reference? We come back I after do. the. Okay, we come. It's an underrated motion picture, one of his best. We come back after this on twelve forty, Joe Radio. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philomath Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. Hi, this is Oregon State football alum and owner of Angry Beaver Grill, Randy Holmes. I want to congratulate the Beavers on their first bowl game of the Jonathan Smith era and invite you to come watch the game at Angry Beaver Grill on our 22 big screens. Come try our updated menu with new items such as the prime rib Philly cheesesteak and don't miss our prime rib and salmon dinners on Friday. Angry Beaver also offers catering for groups large and small. Give me a call to schedule for holiday gatherings. Support local at the Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project, now's the time to get it done, and Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff, Wendy, Robin, and Brian, have years of combined experience and look forward to working with you. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown. Or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Independent Auto Works has been servicing and repairing Volkswagens for over 50 years. They're experts on Jettas, Passats, Nuno Beetles, Golfs, PDIs, Eurovans, and Vanagans. And they work on most other makes and models, too. They're on 13th Street near the OSU campus in Corvallis. Independent Auto Works, the guys you can trust. Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carry sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, playmats, and more. All great holiday gifts. Come in and be surprised with all the holiday deals. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd in downtown Corvallis. Check out our upcoming events at KrakenTradingCards.com. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. 
The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon. Serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. All right. What so you going you on know here? Zelig? You know the film? Have you seen it, John? No. Oh, well, you said you did. I knew what you were talking about with Brian Kelly. Becoming the human chameleon, right. blending in and yes. sounding and looking yes. like. Yes, He's taking a beating He's, over it, almost is. to the point that I wonder if there's anybody out there, as much as Brian's been mocked over it, if there's anybody kind of, oh, settle down now. Okay. There's I been mean, my two gosh. very prominent politicians who have done the same thing. And didn't get mocked as they should have. And uh, now poor Brian Kelly is. I mean, it's been played. I mean, I feel like that piece of audio has been played as much as almost any audio I've ever heard in the last few days. <laughs> about family and Did importantly. you also see, too, I mean, not good timing for him because he couldn't get any of his... And not all of them. Many of his assistants didn't go. They don't like him, apparently. He's an unliked guy. <laughs> And they all said, no, we're staying here. Yeah, no, I, I've been sensing that. And just, did you see, too, on a far lesser scale, did you read and hear about kind of a player revolt in Hawaii over Todd Graham? Did you see that story? No. Play, we don't like him. We're, you know, we're, we're out of here. Really? They're playing in their Hawaii Bowl as a 6-7 and seven team, but there's, it almost seems like a mutiny of sorts Ooh. in an article I read about Todd I Graham in Hawaii. Up. But... <clears throat> I agree with the, the basic notion, and I've heard Rome. Rome's talked more about it than ever, and I feel as though, and I almost, I, I guess I have to give him credit to an extent that he's not afraid to burn a bridge because I think he's he's torched one with Kelly. I mean, yeah. he's he has clowned Kelly so much over the family and the, the southern fake Southern accent thing that if I'm Brian Kelly and his people, unless you have a sense of humor about it, right. Jim, boy, you really gave me the business on that one, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know I wouldn't that he be would reach out to him. I don't know, but but Romy has just gone really hard on yeah. the Kelly thing. But so he's not alone. Right. I, everywhere I listen, any national sports radio show, and I hear a lot of them driving around. That's when I hear radio and sports radio. Everybody has mocked Brian Kelly over that. And, well, and, and, all, and again, I wonder to the point, is anybody else just say almost enough now? Gosh, <laughs> I mean, you, the guy is a good football coach. I say it all the time when, when everybody just gets ripped for, for doing stupid things. It's like, okay, all right, let's move on. You know, Brian Kelly was coaching Cincinnati when the Beavers played at Cincinnati. Yes, I do. And he was making that, that ladder move. Yep. Grand Valley State, two national championships, Central Michigan, bowl game, Cincinnati. Can't remember what he did. Uh, well, he there, got the Notre Dame job parlayed, out of it. Parlayed that into Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And 12 years at Notre Dame. <clears throat> Anyhow, it, it did bring to mind, though, the, <laughs> uh, the 
a really, uh, it's, it doesn't end well, but the first hour or so of Woody Allen's film, Zelig, is highly entertaining, enjoyable, funny, insightful even. It gets a little too serious at the end, and, and Woody himself ended up, you know, when the aliens come to visit him and Stardust Memories, it's pretty funny, a self-commentary, but the aliens come to Earth, and Woody is this film director who was making comedies but then ventured out into more dramatic movies. And his fans were upset about it. Make funny movies again. So then when the aliens land and converse with different, and they converse with, with Woody, the director, essentially playing himself, the alien, you know, the, Woody says, is there anything else you want to say to me? What can I learn of you about the universe? And the aliens say something to the effect of, we like your early movies, the funny <laughs> ones better. You know, that type of thing. I tend to agree with the alien visit. I, I like the early funny movies. I'd take, take the money and run over some of the other more serious attempts later. But Zelig, the first hour of Zelig, very good. The human chameleon, the blending, you know, becoming like everybody, you're, you, the surroundings that you're yeah. in, the personalities yeah. you're around. It's skillfully done and wittily done, and it's very good. But you can't do that. You <laughs> can't do what Brian Kelly did. No, I know. He I did, know. The, for anybody who's wondering what he did, he he was ha- making a speech and, and, and went into the southern twang. <laughs> It, 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 no, and, and it did not come off, and he's yeah. paying a price for it, that's for sure. But, yeah, I was reading, and I, uh, I was reading Kipling the other day, a short story by Kipling, The Manner of Men, and it's, it's essentially about, uh, it, it's a story that sort of features St. Paul and his shipwreck that's outlined in the book of Acts, but it's a different take on that by Kipling on Paul and a shipwreck in the book of Acts. And Paul, Paul is quoted as saying, I am made all things to all men, Hebrew, Roman, and Greek, in each one's tongue I speak. A little bit of a poem. And, it, and I, so I thought about Pauline and, and a, a human chameleon element. Mm-hmm. I made all things to all men. Now, he had a higher purpose for, so that by any means and all means, I might win some. Yeah. So it, the whole, you know, what in Rome do as the Romans do is essentially attributable to that Pauline utterance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and he has a higher mission involved, and I admire him for it. But there are people, and, and Kipling himself, mistrusted that aspect of Paul's personality, trying to be everything to everybody. Zelig takes that on from a psychological study standpoint. It's a very good movie, very good. The first hour is brilliant. He incorporates in Zelig in the first hour stuff that the director of Forrest Gump, I can't remember his name. Oh, who, yeah. Who directed Forrest Gump? Uh, a pretty famous director. Yeah, I know. It's good, and Gump is a good movie. So you were telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, I've told you how. The I insert mean, of, of Forrest Gump at these different events. Uh, historical events. Woody Allen had done that in Zelda. Woody Allen did it. Okay, Years before. I'm going I'm to watch at least Years the first Years before, Woody about. had done that. He's on deck at Yankee Stadium with Lou Gehrig at H- the has plate. Has anybody else ever, ever done I that? don't know. I don't know if it had done it before done that. It was brilliantly in Forrest Gump, it, especially because of the at yes. that time the modern editing ability it was used yeah, I and mean, i like the forrest gump stuff with yeah. lbj and tom hanks <laughs> right. and all that stuff. i mean that's very well done but woody did it very well in zelig six or seven years before yeah you were telling me i remember that okay good so I'm let's gonna, take a, are we I'm taking the final break or are we wrapping it up we're right wrapping here? it up oh my god clayton writes on the university honda text line it's going to be tough to pick a bowl experience that could ever beat the fiesta bowl my only Beaver Bowl experience 
was the greatest. Beating Notre Dame so handily, the fan excitement, it set the bar very high. I can't disagree with you on that, Clayton. I wish I would have had more soaking time in that one. Yeah. I I didn't get in there until December 30th. So I didn't have that. Sean Scheffler and others have talked about just Beaver Nation descending on the Valley of the Sun, all these events. I had men's basketball games down in New Orleans, a couple of games down there, and didn't get up into Tempe until about eh, maybe the 29th, just a couple of days ahead. We had a great time at a pep rally there that I'll never forget, and the game itself we'll never forget. But I didn't get that full-fledged experience that a lot of you did there. I still hold it, obviously, in high regard. Thank you for your contributions. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Glad you can make it 1240 Joe Radio. K-E-J-O Corvallis. Albany. Loving it. Joe, this is 1240 Joe Radio.